everybody, this is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to episode 136 of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. So today, I'm going to just do a, a shorter episode, probably a shorter episode, hopefully a shorter episode, I don't have a ton of time, um, but I have been editing How to Learn Jiu-Jitsu, and I'm just finishing editing this, and it comes out today uh, for you guys. It comes out tomorrow for me, um, but I just don't have time to do a full hour long episode. And I've had this episode in my back pocket for a while. It's actually been in my desk for a while. And I thought I would just kind of get into it. I think it would be a really fun one for us. Uh, and sometimes people like the more philosophical, uh, philosophical ideas on, on the podcast. And so uh, without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump right into this one. Here are three things that I have learned in jujitsu that have helped me immensely in my everyday life. Uh, the first thing is going to be seeing multiple moves ahead. When I was a kid, I think I was... 14. And I remember we would sit and watch jujitsu or watch, watch the pro MMA class, especially on the nights that there was grappling. Maybe it was like Tuesday and Thursday nights. We would show up an hour early for jujitsu class, my dad and I, and we would watch these guys grapple. And some of them were typical MMA fighter grappling didn't really have much. Right. Um, but then there were a few really good grapplers. And then there was my coach, Kyle, who was at the time, really, really a great Brown belt. I, I think he, it, in the beginning, I think he was uh, almost at the end of purple belt. Um, but I probably around this time, he's about to get his Brown belt and he was really, really good at jujitsu and something. I remember this conversation vividly. I remember my dad and I driving home from the hit squad one night and he said, man, Kyle just, he, he sees two or three moves ahead. He said, I, you know, he's doing the same thing to these guys over and over. And it's almost, it's almost like he's forcing it to happen. And so um, when we talk about seeing multiple moves ahead, right? Uh, one of the simplest ways to do this is, is to be intentional, is to be observant. Uh, you see so much so many things that are about to happen by just observing what is happening right now. Uh, for example, sometimes we'll be at a jujitsu tournament and I will do this thing where I'll point to a match and I'll go sweep. And then like two seconds later, there will be a sweep. And uh, I do this because I, I've been around jujitsu a long time. I'm very observant to jujitsu. I've seen so much of it and I really, really care about it, right? I'm intentional when I look. So when I see a cross collar grip and I see a sleeve grip and I go, oh, this guy, he wants this scissor sweep. And I look at the opponent and the opponent is leaning over top of the person. This is not a good defense for the scissor sweep. I can guess, yeah, he's getting swept them out here or he's, he's going to get very off balanced. Uh, and so that is this cool thing in jujitsu. You actually start to learn to see the future. And um, something that's interesting about seeing the future, just like if you're going with a very good black belt, sometimes they're not just seeing three or four moves ahead. Oftentimes they are making something happen three or four moves ahead. 
right? They have the insight to say, well, if I get this grip now, once I pass the guard, I'm going to be able to choke him with it very quickly, right? That doesn't mean that it just fell into his hand. No. And it's just like that in our everyday lives. When I am looking at my business, when I am saying, okay, uh, with the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show, I need to do the seven days to suck less, right? And um, if I just went in with absolutely no plan on how I was going to get people to listen, how I was going to um, let everyone even know that it was going on, uh, what I was going to release that day, without that plan and without that kind of forced perspective, I guess that's not the right meaning for the word, that forced, I don't know, forced things happening, forced future, let's call it forced future. Um, by forcing my future, uh, I was able to set myself up. I was able to study steps ahead and then um, hopefully get to a certain point in my business because of it, right? Uh, of course, of course, a lot of things are just luck, right? Uh, as much as I want to say it's all me figuring stuff out, a lot of things are luck, right? If I hit a, an algorithm on a podcast, that's going to be luck. But for me, seeing multiple moves ahead is saying, okay, uh, eventually the podcast will get big. Eventually I am going to get to where I want to be on the podcast. So to see multiple who moves ahead, I can say, here's are going to be the steps when I get to this number of listeners, right? I'm just figuring out how to make a plan a little bit better uh, and just use a little bit more foresight with these things. And a lot of times it's, it's kind of like, I, I was thinking, should I talk about that? Yeah, I'll talk about this. Um, so people talk like love the law of attraction, right? Um, so the law of attraction says like what you put out will come back to you. So if I, if I put out that I'm going to be the best podcaster in the world and, you know, and I am speaking that into existence and I am uh, just believing that, then eventually one day I will be the best podcaster in the world. Um, and, and maybe that's true. Maybe that's just how it comes back to you. Uh, but my thought on this, my thought on why these things work is because if I believe that I'm going to be the best podcaster in the world and I know, okay, once my podcast hits these numbers and I keep going, then I will be successful. Then it will, then I'll be on my way to being the best podcast in the world. Well, one, every time I get a new listener, Every time I get one, I go, yep, there it is. There it is. I'm, I'm told you it's, it's happening right now. It's happening in front of your eyes, right? It is that belief. It is that uh, nearly blind faith that I have that could put me in position to be the best podcaster ever, right? To have the biggest jujitsu podcast of all time. But you got to have that blind faith because so often you're going to get discouraged. So often um, you see four moves ahead and you were wrong about the first move, right? But if you believe in the goal, if you really believe that what you are doing matters or, or what you are doing is, is going to change your life or uh, just back to jujitsu, if you believe that you are going to hit this sweep on this guy, you're going to try to make it happen. 
you're going to get stuck in a position and then say, no, I got to hit this sweep on this guy. And then you're going to, you're going to start to, to free up some space and, and set that sweep up again, or maybe threaten the choke and then set the sweep up again. Right. Uh, when we have this, this blind faith, oftentimes we're able to see moves ahead and, and we fail. And then guess what? It doesn't matter because we're going to make those steps happen. And so I guess that is kind of my, my random thought on seeing multiple moves ahead. Uh, so the second thing that Jiu-Jitsu has taught me, and this is, of course, the whole theme of the podcast, is the importance of learning. It is insane how few people learn after they get out of school and get their first job that they're going to stay in forever, right? Uh, so often, once you learn that job, that's the last thing that you learned that isn't, you know, it isn't about like survival. Uh, the last thing that you intentionally learned for a lot of people and jujitsu is so much fun because you're learning so much. What I've noticed though, is when I have an 18 year old, a 20 year old that's in school, uh, and they come into jujitsu, they are way more likely to be able to jump right in. They're way more likely to be able to, to do well. Right. Um, and then when I have a 40 year old, oftentimes they aren't likely to be a natural. Oftentimes they don't get better really quickly, but there are some 40 year olds who do. There are some 18 year olds who, who don't get better. Right. Um, but there are some 40 year olds who get better really quick. And usually they are the ones who come in and have already mastered something else. They are uh, literally, it doesn't even have to be a physical thing. The people that tend to get better at jujitsu are people that know how to master things. Learning, of course, learning jujitsu needs to be specific to jujitsu, but learning, if you are a good learner, you will know how to apply different ideas of learning to jujitsu pretty much immediately. Uh, and most of the time it's subconscious. Most of the time we don't even think about that we are learning uh, or, or how we're learning, right? Um, and so what that might look like for you is while your coach is saying something, everybody hears everything as equal importance, but you notice that your coach said the same thing twice and you are a good learner. And so you go, oh, that is important. And not only that, but you're curious. Anyone who's a good learner has to be curious. And so uh, maybe afterwards the coach is coming around and you say, hey, coach, you did um, these techniques, you, you showed this technique, but then you said, you said, um, you know, move his hips this way, like two or three times. Um, could you tell me that a different way? Uh, cause I don't, I don't really understand it, but I know that it was important because you said it two or three times. And so maybe your coach gives you a different way to help you understand this. And now you're better at jujitsu, right? Again, we know the most two, the two most important things, the two things that matter when it comes to learning jujitsu is understanding and repetition. And for that, you have increased your understanding. And it's because you know how to learn. Um, for me, I have learned uh, that I am now a good learner because I have mastered jujitsu. I was not naturally at, at 14, a kid that learned everything that, that was really an, an exceptionally high performer by any means. But after 14 years of, of learning jujitsu and um, six more of grappling, 
I now know how to apply those ideas on learning other things. I feel comfortable uh, when I try a new skill. I know immediately I'm going to suck. Uh, I'm very, very, very seldom a natural at, at things. But since I'm good at learning, now I know how to learn because of jujitsu. Doesn't matter. All I have to do is say, okay, what, what questions would I, would I ask? For jujitsu, what? How would I think about this? How? How? You know, who is a good learner? Who? Who is a good learner at whatever this skill is? Is there somebody that I like that I can find online? Oh man, this guy is my new online instructor. I really like him. I'm going to find inspiration from him. Right? All the same things I talk about on the podcast. Uh, you could kind of apply to regular learning, and these are just observations that I found for myself. These are just little things that I've said. Oh. I seem to get better when I think about jujitsu on the ride home, right? And so if I was trying to be an archer, it wouldn't be different. I would go, man, this guy, you know, I, I felt I, I really didn't feel like I had control. And this guy said my elbow should be here. Was it there? Was it there the whole time? And then maybe it was there. Well, how do I know that this guy's right? How do I know that this guy is is the, the best coach right now? I, I better look up some other people. I better get some other opinions on this, right? This is just how, like, this is just like how I learned jujitsu, but we're applying it to something different. And that's the cool thing uh, about learning. And uh, just last little bit on learning is, like I said, the importance of learning. Um, if you know how to learn, you can kind of accomplish anything. If you are, uh, you know, and obviously you have enough time to do it, um, but that is, that is an important skill to have just for everyday life. We're about to hit a huge transition um, in our culture in America. More people now are going to be working from home, working on a computer uh, and doing different tasks. If you knew how to learn, you would have way less fear about this, right? Uh, obviously, any any change is going to be uneasy for anybody, of course. Um, but you would say, well, even if I get fired from my job, I mean, I could learn this skill. Uh, I could start now, right? Um, when you know how to learn, you are just ahead of everybody else. Even the people that you are behind of, you catch up with because you know how to learn. A blue belt who knows how to learn much better than a black belt will eventually be better than that black belt. Uh, and there's no question about that. If you know how to learn better, you progress faster, right? It, not just at jujitsu, but at life, uh, just at every point. And so put importance, put importance on learning um, or learning how to learn, which reminds me, you guys should check out how to learn jujitsu, my new jujitsu instructional. Man, I didn't know prep for this besides pulling out this piece of paper that has the three habits on it. And that little plug right there, that just came totally natural. I didn't even have to, I didn't have to think about it. This is what a great day. Um, so now the third thing that jujitsu has taught me. Hey guys, this is Josh again. I just want to interrupt this episode and tell you about something really exciting that we have going on at simplifyingjujitsu.com. 
So starting now, my dad and I just released our brand new instructional, How to Learn Jiu-Jitsu. And since this instructional is like something that no one has ever seen before, it's very hard to explain what you will be getting when you purchase How to Learn Jiu-Jitsu. So instead, I thought I would contrast it. Most instructionals that you buy are pretty much a list of techniques and ideas and then they say hey take this list and then get good at it but there's a problem you don't know how to learn jujitsu all you know how to do is watch instructionals but how do you translate the what these guys are saying in the instructionals and turn it into beautiful jujitsu you use training method and that is what we focus on on how to learn jujitsu uh, in the how to learn jujitsu course uh, my dad and i actually got together for four hours and learn jiu-jitsu we trained we went through designated winner we went through positional sparring we went through exploration drilling all the different styles of drilling and produced really uh the most exciting instructional that I've ever seen. Uh, no one has done something like this this instructional is about 55 minutes long and it is made to be watched over and over again. It's made to be able to pick up little nuggets and it's also made to enjoy. It's made to be fun to watch. But most importantly, it is made to help you learn jujitsu. And on top of that 55 minute instructional, you get an extra few hours, about three hours of bonus content. And these bonus content are match breakdowns. Uh, actually, there is even a workout with my dad. He shows you guys how to lift weights. There are so many different things that we packed in how to learn jujitsu. And I really am just excited to share it with you guys. You can only get it at simplifyingjujitsu.com slash learn. So again, if you want to check out our brand new instructional, how to learn jujitsu, go to simplifyingjujitsu.com slash learn. The third thing that jujitsu has taught me is commitment to a goal uh, and the importance of committing to a goal. And we talk about this in jujitsu a lot. We'll kind of um, we'll kind of change this up. Instead of commitment to a goal, let's say having a focus. Um, I don't think that everything in life has to be goal oriented. I think it's very fun. It's really cool to have financial goals, to have um, you know jujitsu goals, competitive goals, uh, people that you want to beat in the gym. Those are those are great things. Um, but when we have a goal, we have focus, right? Uh, I would rather stay on focus. We'll keep it a little. It's weird. I'm going to talk about focus, but make keep it a little more broad. Um, but uh, when we have focus, that is when we are going to see the most success, especially on the mat. When you go into jujitsu practice and say, I'm just here, you know, I'm here to see what happens. I'm here to, you know, learn whatever the coach teaches, try it three times and then uh, roll live. You're most likely not going to get good. Um, you're not going to get good very quickly unless you're just obnoxiously natural at learning jujitsu, uh, which very, very few people are. Um, but when you decide, no matter what we're working, I need to make sure I get some reps of my guillotine, even if that means after practice, I have to get some reps of my guillotine or um, I'm getting my reps in my live rounds. Anytime I'm doing that, anytime I am focusing on something, committing to that focus, especially over a long period of time, I will get better at jujitsu. And it's interesting. You get better at jujitsu broadly by getting better at jujitsu specifically. 
right? If I get really, really good at taking the back, um, that is a very specific thing. But not only that, I'm probably going to be more dangerous off my back because I have a, a new way of attacking you um, when I'm playing guard. I'm going to get better at finishing from the back because I'm going to find myself there way more often. Um, I'm going to get better. I might even learn how to take the back from passing. Uh, now I have a new, I have a new additional uh, dynamic to my passing that you're going to have to deal with. It's going to be really frustrating. So when I focus specifically, it's not uncommon that I broadly get better at jujitsu, but when I broadly focus in jujitsu, when I have no focus and I'm just training to train a lot of times, I don't get better. A lot of times that's when we feel our plateau happens. Anytime somebody says, Josh, I'm struggling. I, I hit a plateau. They say, what are you focused on? And a lot of times they don't have an answer. I'm, this is a tangent, but uh, this was hilarious. So on Friday, one of my students, John, he was telling me, he's like, you know what question makes me more angry than anything? And I was like, I... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, how to answer that question. Is it, uh, you know, like, do you have some time to, uh, do, do you have some time to talk about, you know, your, your energy bill or something like that? Is that the worst question? And he goes, no. He goes, I hate it when people say, Hey, what have you been working on lately, John? He goes, because even when I have stuff that I've been working on, because I instantly go blank because I don't know how I panic. I don't know how to respond to it. And, um, and one, that was hilarious. We laughed about it Two, What was even funnier is like, that was Friday on Sunday. Um, we were all training and somebody looked at John and dead said, Hey, John, what have you been working on lately? And I, I couldn't help but laugh. It was just, it was too perfect. Um, but that was just a little tangent. Uh, when you don't have a focus, when you don't have something that you are trying to get better at, a lot of times you're just existing on the mat. A lot of times your drive home isn't helpful. We always talk about the drive home in jujitsu. How are you going to think about the rounds that you had today? Uh, well, if you have a focus, if you said, well, my goal was to hit straight ankle locks, even if you hit zero straight ankle locks, but you were trying them, you at least can think about something on your ride home, right? Something specific. You can say, man, everybody was freeing their knee line. I need to look that up tonight. Everybody was, um, you know, I was, I was getting it locked in. I just couldn't finish it on guys. I need to look that up tonight. I need to look that up tomorrow. I need to drill that more. I need to designated win, designated win that more, right? There are so many ways that we could, uh, we could get better, but we need that focus first, right? If I drive home from the gym and I was just rolling to roll, my thoughts are going to be this man, John beat me tonight, man, this guy passed my guard, man, this, this right there. Or, Oh, I beat this guy. Oh, I beat that guy. Good job. I beat this person. Good job. You know, we talk about, um, I told this to, to my students before, um, you know, a lot of times you get second place at a tournament and you drive home five hours and you problem solve things you could be doing better in your training, things you could be doing better in your technique, uh, just so many different and, and exciting and, and innovative ideas. You really come up with all this, these great ideas on how you are going to, um, how you're going to accomplish the next goal. Now, sometimes you get first at a tournament and all you think about is, hmm, I won. Where should we go eat? 
that lack of focus is going to cause you a problem in the long run. Whether you win or you lose, you should always have something you're focused on. You should always have, if your goal is to get better at jujitsu, right? Um, I understand that sometimes the goal isn't to get better at jujitsu, even for me training. Sometimes, sometimes I'm coming in to train um, <laughs> just for mental health. I'm going in to train just to get some rounds with my friends. And as you do that more, as you focus more, but not just go into train and get rounds with your friends, but as you focus more, you will find that you get better. As you focus more on a goal in everyday life, if you focus on a goal in your marriage and you say, today, I've got to get my spouse to smile. You know, my spouse just doesn't seem to like me and I need to get my spouse to smile today. If you focused on that as a goal, do you think that would be bad or good for your marriage, right? Um, if you, 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 you've got to think about your goals and say, okay, how do I get there? What, what steps do I have to take back to the first point of seeing multiple moves ahead? What steps do I have to take to accomplish this? Right? Just that is enough to get better, right? Once you start to make steps, you start to, you know, like Chewy always says, how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. Once you start to get the ball rolling, once you start to create some steps, you start to accomplish the first step, you are able to accomplish big goals. And a lot of times for us in jiu-jitsu, those goals, those big goals are something as simple as I want to armbar somebody. I've never armbarred somebody from closed guard and I want to do that. But when I focus on that, I'm going to get better at arm bars because I've got to drill it some. I've got to, I've got to learn about the arm bar. I've got to go with guys and, and, and try it sometimes. And eventually, once I just hit that arm bar once, I'm now better at the arm bar. And really, I'm probably better at learning now too. Uh, and so that is what I'll leave you guys with on this random Josh is dead tired episode. Uh, but hopefully it was a fun one. Hopefully it was a light one. And we will be right back on um, this Saturday. We're going to look at how to deal with injuries, not just from the physical perspective, but from the mental perspective. And so I'm excited to share that guys with you, uh, share that one with you guys on Suck Less Saturday. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. And that is the episode. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for checking out today's episode, for, for listening to the show and, and supporting the show and giving me that five-star review that I know you want to give me. Um, but uh, this has been really fun. The, 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 the seven days to suck less, simplifying jujitsu is, is growing. And um, I just want to just let you guys know, this is all I want to to uh, let you guys know to finish this one is lately... Uh, my dad and I have been talking a lot about teaching some seminars together. We've actually booked a few already, um, but we're going to kind of do a bit of a tour this year. I uh, don't exactly know when, um, but I would just love to hear from you guys. If you guys would love for um, myself and my dad, or um, you know, if the dates don't work, either one of us uh, to come to your gym and, and teach. You know, Maybe you have just a much older gym and you say, well, Josh, I would rather... I'd rather just have your dad would not offend me uh, slightly. Um, but if you guys want to do that, send me an email, Josh at simplifying jujitsu.com. If you think that, uh, you know, your gym would be a great place to host us. Um, I promise you, we are way cheaper than most people. And, uh, 
a lot more fun, a lot better too. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, thank you guys for everything you do. Give me that five-star review. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I hope today's episode helps you guys suck just a little bit less at jujitsu. Have a great day, guys.